0: Hello and welcome to the Hey Mama podcast, supporting women to make soul-centered and heart-driven decisions in motherhood, going back to basics, changing our stories and trusting ourselves. I'm Emily and I'm Annabelle. Hey, Hey, Mama. Mama. Welcome to today's episode. Thanks so much for joining us today. We are chatting with Kaylee, who has a master's degree in early childhood special education from the University of Florida, and she's worked with children and families across varying settings over a decade. She now uses this experience to coach parents to better understand their children's behavior while giving them practical strategies to respond to some of parenthood's most challenging moments. Kaylee lives in her hometown of Jupiter, Florida, USA with her two sons, age four and six, and her husband. Today, we are talking about boundaries, or otherwise known as loving limits. Welcome, Kaylee. Thank you
1: so much for joining us. I am thrilled to be here and I loved that loving limits (laughs) with the boundaries that's so great
0: yeah Yeah. I know I kind of feel like I want to use both because boundaries is something that you know we tend to know but I really do like using the term loving limits because it just sounds a lot softer I guess um but yeah yeah so anyway do you want to add anything to my intro tell us a little bit more about you and your journey
1: oh goodness well I have you know, I chose my major at school on a whim, and um, I had babysat a little boy. I had seen the power of early intervention. You know, he went from not being able to talk to greeting me at the front door with by my first name um, in one summer. And so I saw the power of that at work and knew I had a heart for children, and that led me to my major. Um, fast forward, you know, through grad school and, and professional experience to me having my own child. And when I was pregnant, I was real cocky, you know, just like everybody is before they have kids. Like I'm, I've got this, this is going to be easy. And what I quickly, quickly realized is, you know, my kid, my baby, especially when the baby, like that was the easy part. I was a hot mess. Like, I just really, really didn't understand, and how can you, right, prior to having children, um, what postpartum anxiety can do to you? You know, what, um, trying, all these things that I had once been um, praised for, doing it all on my own, um, just would be actually detrimental to me as a mother, (laughs) would not serve me as much. And so then, You know, I started searching, so that led to me, um, well, then I started searching for a discipline plan, and I opened my first parenting book, and it endorsed spanking, and I was so horrified because I really thought that that was pretty well known as um, not effective and and downright harmful um, because of my experience and my education. And they Mm -hmm. teach you that, you know, in grad school, the research is very clear about punishment and spanking and its long-term effects on children. So then I started um, Googling developmentally appropriate discipline. And that led me down the road of gentle parenting, um, coinciding that with my own healing journey from codependency um, and from childhood trauma. And it just led me to this intersection of where i am today and that's really helping parents understand the importance of knowing ourselves um and and being confident in ourselves and then also understanding our children and having appropriate expectations for them.
0: Mm, yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Oh
0: gosh, it actually sounds like we've had a similar journey like even just doing the intro with you and like um yeah, like your qualifications and things and then also I had that same of, like, feeling like, oh, I, I've totally got this being a parent because, you know, I've worked with kids, like, my entire yeah. career. So I've still got this. Great. But, yeah, it's so, so, so different when you have your yeah. own child and, and your own kind of uh, wounds and triggers and things come up and, uh, and just when it's your uh, own because your own kids behave so differently with with you, you know, in, in their, their safe space. Uh, um <laughs> Yeah. Totally. um. Yeah, so no, let's get into this topic today because I know that you really love this topic and so do I. I think it's um such a good one to talk about. Um yesterday we were emailing one another and you know, I kind of mentioned how boundaries can be almost a confusing part of gentle parenting. Um, you know, like perhaps because Gentle parenting can sometimes be misconstrued as passive parenting, which it definitely isn't. So maybe we can even start by talking about, you know, why it is important to have boundaries with
1: with our children. Yeah. Well, I would like to back up and and explain boundaries a little bit. Um, Yeah. And then because then that's going to really tell, like, it's going to be obvious why it's so important to have it. Um, have them for our children. And, you know, I mentioned in the intro a little bit, um, my journey with codependency. And um, part of that healing is learning boundaries. Because when you're in a relationship um, with someone who's struggling with dysfunction or addiction, um, there are very blurred boundaries. And in fact, I take on the responsibility for their actions. Mm -hmm. I feel responsible for, um, you know, if they're picking up that substance again, if they forget to pay a bill, if they engage in dangerous activity, I'm, I'm taking responsibility for the actions and it's a very enmeshed. So there's just a lack of boundaries. There's no separateness and a part of early childhood, a huge part of it, which you know, is babies start, you know, come out of the womb, not understanding that they're separate from their mother right? They're yes. very much, there's blurred boundaries and there needs to be, right? They're attached to us. Um, that's how they get food. That's how they get safety. Um, then we get into like toddlerhood where they literally start moving away from us, right? They start learning how to crawl and walk. And that's when the boundaries start, this autonomy journey starts. I am separate from you. And that's really when we start seeing these these first glimmers of boundaries develop. If we don't know as an adult, if we have not had experience with these healthy boundaries, I am separate from you, the only thing I can control is me, I actually don't have any control over you. Then we start blurring those with our children. And we, we start trying to exert control over them and try and control their behaviors when in actuality, we cannot control their behaviors. And I think a lot of Fear-based parenting, the punishments, the threats, the spanking, the loss of privilege, the um, you know, all of those things really come from this fear we have as parents is I feel out of control. I can't stop you from acting that way. And yes. so we reach for what is the strongest thing I have in my toolbox to get you to stop. Um mm. when we start talking about boundaries, it's this is where I end and where you begin. So actually my boundary is how am I going to behave and, and respond in this situation? What can I actually control? Um, And when we start looking at that and assessing that it's really, honestly, I found it liberating. Um, So in a parent child relationship, these loving limits, you know, and, and not everybody is going to love boundaries and love limits if you're on the receiving end if it kind of takes away from what you want to achieve you know my yes. children don't always love the limit that hey you know um it's not time for they asked me the other morning um if they could have um they wanted pretzels and crackers and raisins and <laughs> just at like 8:30 in the morning and I'm like you literally <laughs> just had breakfast you know, it's not (laughs) snack time right now you can have right every parent can relate to it's not snack time again. Um, We can have snacks in, you know, another hour or like, you know, in a little bit, we we're going to go do this first, or if you still need more breakfast, you can have an apple, it's not snack time right now. So that's an example of like, hey, they might not like that limit. But it's done in compassion, right? Because I want them to to fuel their body with things that um, honestly, I don't want them to get in the habit of just sitting around and eating the pantry so that when we actually do need a snack, we we don't have any. (laughs) Right, so it's done with compassion. It's not done just because I feel like controlling the whole world around them. It's not done from that place of fear and trying to control things
0: yeah that's right. And I think that you know, like you said, we, we we almost have to expect that they're probably not going to like it because a lot of the time it's something that they're wanting to do, and we are right. stopping them, whether it's from a place of um trying to keep them safe or because, right. you know, as you said, like it's not the time for that. Um so then that goes hand in hand with us, then, yeah, having those expectations that, emotions are going to come up and then how yeah. we deal with those emotions so we've kind of got to have this like plan in place of well I'm going to put this boundary in now and yeah it's probably going to cause a big release and mm-hmm. I've got to be ready for that and you know sometimes we really we really can't be be bothered with that we can't we don't have the capacity we don't have the space but you know if we're putting in that boundary you've got to know that the space holding is also coming up for us too um, and I think that that's something as as parents when we go on this journey when we're parenting in a gentle way for a lot of us it's something that we've got to learn how to do because um, yeah. you know from from our parenting perhaps we were um, distracted from our own emotions and, and other things like that so yeah that's kind of like another piece of the puzzle.
1: Absolutely and I think that you know to your to your point of Sometimes we just don't have the emotional bandwidth, you know, <laughs> for, mm-hmm. for those feelings that do come up when there is a limit put in place. And what I coach my parents to do is take a moment, right? We we have this feeling so often, especially as moms, when we're juggling so much, um, especially in the world we live in today, right? Where we're we're just, there's a lot of uncertainty and we're at home a lot more than usual, Um is to zoom out for a moment and pause and decrease the urgency, like just, you know, demanding a snack at like nine o'clock in the morning, just because they're demanding the snack and they feel like it's urgent, doesn't mean that it actually is urgent. Yes. And part of that is just decreasing like, Hey, so I can have a minute to then zoom out and evaluate. So in that moment, I'll stick with this limit, because I think it's one that's really relatable, and it's easy to work with, right? Is Mm -hmm. in that moment, zooming out and saying, hey, do I have the emotional bandwidth to hold space for their big feelings about it not being snap time right now? Yeah, you know? Um, Yeah, the answer was yes. And I had um, a way to like I had a choice to give them like, Hey, you know, it's, we're going on a walk. It's time to go on a walk. Do you want to ride your bike or your scooter? So, or walk with me. So that was really, that was pretty much an easy decision for me. If you get to a point where you realize that A, you don't have the emotional bandwidth for it, or B that, Hey, there's really, um, nothing like if I try and enforce this, I'm going to have to exert power over my children and cross my own core values. I'm going to have to compromise deeply held beliefs to be able to. So, you know, one of my deeply held beliefs as a mother is it's my job to keep my kids safe. Yeah. So that overarchingly is going to cover, you know, like that might even supersede kindness. If they're about to run out in the middle of the road and I see a car coming, you know, like I'm going to, scream and sprint. And I might even grab them out of harm's way. Because my core value in that moment absolutely is safety. That's my number one job as their mom is to not let them get hit by a car. And so, So, right. So that's my actions are absolutely in line with my core values. And when we're talking about boundaries, it's so important to understand what are my core values what is the bottom line and try and decrease the urgency so we can zoom out and really focus on what is, what is the most important thing here? What is the priority here? Because if not, we get lost and drowned in the noise in our own head and also our child's noise. Mm. (laughs) They, they make a lot of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, um, Yeah. And I think it's, um, What kind of just came up for me then when you were talking about that is like we've got to remember as well, and this is possibly coming from our conditioning, that when we're putting in these boundaries and, um, you know, there is an emotional release, we aren't the bad guy for letting our child have an emotion because it is just an emotion. and. I think sometimes that is how we can feel like oh we're we're letting them down or or we're being the bad guy or they're not going to love us anymore and we're we're creating a disconnect because we're putting in this boundary and it's upsetting them or it's making them feel angry or whatever it might be um mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's important to talk about that. And, and, you know, again, that's probably just because of the way we were parented and maybe we were distracted or maybe we weren't allowed to feel the things that, um, that we're allowing our children to feel just these normal, natural, healthy emotion.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, I was just having this conversation with another mom yesterday about, um, limits being acts of compassion and, our kids, because they're so young, because they're developing, because they have a limited life experience, right? And and I think we experience this as adults. Sometimes it's so difficult to articulate what we actually need. You know, mm-hmm. we get focused, like when I'm feeling overwhelmed, right? I get focused on all the things that don't matter, like making yes. sure the kid's blue shirt is washed for the next day or um, mm-hmm. trying to take the dog on a long enough walk or something like I just get fixated on these things that don't really matter when what I really need, right, is some help in the kitchen, or what I really need is some help with the kids while I I, um, finish this one project. But it's so hard to articulate because we just get fixated on all the little things because we just feel overwhelmed. And our kids are the same way. So often when they get fixated on something or when um, they're really upset over one thing if we're meeting their needs like bedtime is a great example you know if they're wound up because now they've hit that adrenaline surge and they're running around like (laughs) we call it we call it um like um they're sprinting around the house like banshees you know um (laughs) and i know they're going to crash right it's inevitable okay we've kept them up too long The adrenaline is surging. They're going to crash. The loving limit is, hey, I'm going to take you to your room. It's time to go to bed. And they're going to have big feelings. They're going to pitch an epic fit at that point. But I'm doing it out of compassion. And kids find safety and security in that, knowing that we as parents are going to show up and meet their needs even when they can't meet their own. That's so that they actually relax. When they feel like, oh, thank goodness, mom is, mom is doing this for me. Like, I know she's going to keep me safe.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you've probably, you probably know that um, analogy of like the boundaries being like walking on a bridge with the um, barriers along the side, you know, and that's, that's exactly what it is. Like, if they don't have those boundaries, they don't feel safe. And then, you know, you can see that in their behavior.
1: Yes. Yeah. They get kids who don't, and I, I've worked with a lot of children where I've seen this, where the you know, oh my gosh, the mom is like the sweetest ever, and she's so calm, and I'm looking at her going, man, can I have some of that chill? Like I could mm-hmm. really do some of that you know, because <laughs> I've worked so hard to be um calm. I'm a I'm a strong person by nature, and so she's so calm and she's so laid back. Um, but her kid is acting really aggressively. Mm. And, and so when I come in and I look at that, I go, you know, um, like she doesn't, she doesn't respond when he hits, like she's just so chill. There's not even a response. And it's like, Hey, you know, kids need us to be that confident leader. They need us to be that rope that they can grab onto when the yeah. bridge starts rocking. So they don't get thrown off right? And so it's okay when our kid is emotionally flooded and their impulse control is completely offline, which happens a lot in early childhood. Mm -hmm. Um, and they start hitting for you to say, Hey, I'm not going to let you hit. I'm going to keep you safe and blocking because we can, we can help that. We can block the hit. We can move our bodies. We can bring our child to a safe place. Um, you know, we, we do have influence there. We can't necessarily stop their hands. Um, we can't stop that impulse in them, but we can help block it so that we are giving them this sense of safety even when they don't feel um, in control of their own body in that moment.
0: Yeah. yeah yeah exactly no and I think um something that you kind of mentioned earlier which is now just made me think of it you know because some people really do have a hard time putting in those boundaries and perhaps because maybe it was never modeled to them as uh, maybe they right. could they were not allowed to have boundaries as a child or if they yeah. did try and say no to something it was overrided um and I know yeah. for me like personally like um, having um my own children and kind of going on this very much a re-parenting journey, it's helped my relationships in general because I've then learned how to put boundaries in with other people. You know, not just my children. Um, yeah. I've stopped being that um good girl that I was conditioned to be. Um, and putting everyone else before me. Um, yes, yeah, so I don't know if you wanted to touch on that
1: too. Yeah. Well, I think so. I'm not a chronic people pleaser. I am. Um, I am the the savior, like I save everybody like that's my. So if, if you're familiar with this kind of work. So when yeah. um, I speak, I have a lot of friends who are people pleasers, I'm married to a people pleaser. So when I talk to people pleasers, um, or people who are conditioned to be that way, right? Mm-hmm. So we just use these titles to say, hey, this is like my default behavior yep. patterns because of how I was conditioned, right? So um, boundaries often feel very selfish, mm-hmm. right? So, and so what I wanna say to those people and, and what has been so incredibly um, validating and freeing for me is boundaries are just you asserting your needs. I need some space, I'm going to go take a break. I'm going to back my body up to keep myself safe. I'm going to block your hands to keep myself safe, right? I'm going to um, put the snacks away, we're all done with snack time now. Uh, You know, that I'm going to, or it is so powerful because it focuses on a concrete action to help meet your needs. So a lot of times, I know when I started and in um, the new coaching program that I, I literally just finished writing the workbook, finalized everything yesterday, <laughs> um, the needs inventory is so key for people to take before. So the core values and the needs inventory before we can even understand what our boundaries and limits are. And I think so often as parents, we react, right? In the heat of the moment, we react to the child doing something. When we spend time filtering out, okay, what do I actually need? You know, when my child um, refuses to get in the car seat, you know, what, what is my core value there? Like, what am I focused on so that I can hold that limit and do it with compassion? So when I, you know, if, when I come into the the situation, say, get in your car seat, we're going to be late you know or we're begging our child please just get in your car seat please we're going to be late you know and that puts a lot of pressure on the kid yeah to right and and all of a sudden it puts us in this role of we're out of control either we're begging our child to do something or um we don't have we're not confident in the situation confidence is huge okay. instead it's hey it's time to go it's important to be in your car seat to keep you safe i'm going to keep you safe And then we can turn it into like, you know, well, how do you enforce that? Then it's really up to like being playful and, um, and clicking in planning ahead. So you have more time to get them in the car seat. So you don't feel as rushed and urgent and out of control. Like there's all these, but when we're intentional like that, then we have time with our values and our boundaries, then we can be more, um, more creative with our strategies with our kids yeah yeah that's
0: so helpful like those specific examples that i'm going to and i really like how you mentioned the being playful because i think it's important that like you said you know we've got to be these confident kind of loving leaders and and these guides for our children you know that's our job and when we put in in a boundary you know the idea is that it's it's going to be followed through because you know there's no point in putting the boundary and saying it if it's not going to actually happen so it's like people will be like, well, what do I do? Like, they're just not doing it. And it's like, well, yeah, your words sometimes are not going to be quite yes. enough and you're going to have to step in there and get physical. But I really love yes. the playfulness part that can be brought in when it does have to become become physical because it is so much more gentle and creates so much yes. more connection. And, you know, when yes. your children are connected to you, they're
1: going to be more cooperative. Yes. Yeah, I, what's so interesting too is I just um, – I. I just was talking about this on social the other day because um, I think there's this idea that when we assert a boundary or when we assert a limit, we have to be serious Mm. for our kids to learn it. When in reality, so my background is early childhood education, right? That's what I have a master's degree in. play, Play was infused in our curriculum all five Mm -hmm. years of schooling because it is the best the best learning vehicle for children. So when we assert, yeah, it is, I was just gonna say it is their language. So when we, that's it, that's the verbiage I use, exactly. And because, so when we present information in a playful manner, instead of that stern, strict manner, they actually learn it better, they absorb it better, they receive it better. So trying to be playful Thinking of quick little ways where, oh no, what's going to happen? Hurry, hurry, hurry. And all of a sudden, this exciting thing to get in your car seat. We played that game all the time. I even have like a buckle up song that I actually um, came up with when I was a nanny. And I I use it with both my kids. And they still, they're four, almost four and six. And they still love it.
0: Love yeah.
1: it. You know, yeah. so it's just figuring out, um, being confident and also being confident that not every limit has to be this stern strict lesson it can be playful and fun and your child will probably actually learn it better mm. <laughs> and yeah. cooperate more yes yeah
0: Oh, I love it. Yeah, that is awesome. Oh, this has been such a wonderful conversation. So, so helpful. Just, yeah, real practical things and just makes so much sense. So thank you so much. I'd really love for you to share, you know, where we can find you and what kind of offerings you have now.
1: Yeah, so um, I'm on social. My Instagram is just my name, Kaylee Kukla, uh, C-A-L-E-Y-K-U-K-L-A. Um, I am really passionate that I think everybody should have access to this information um, for free. So I try and put out as much information as I can on social for free. Um, I'm also in September, I'm launching a membership program and in October my course, um, because I just think the community is really important. You know, I think as moms, um, we need We need to know, A, we're not alone. And we need creative ideas. So I'm not, you know, one of the things I'm really passionate about is putting out play ideas for parents. Because again, I know from my own childhood, um, play feels really awkward and clunky to me now as an adult. Mm -hmm. And so something I focus on a lot on social and I do in my course, and I will my membership, I offer a free get silly challenge as well. So it's a five-day challenge where you get five playful ideas to embed throughout your day with your children. That's coming again in September. Um, So people go find me on Instagram or Facebook. And then you can always go to my website, kayleekukwa.com, and enroll in my emails um, to get updates on when that Get Silly Challenge is launching and when the membership is. Because I think, um, and the Get Silly Challenge is free. Because I think that too, that just enhances connection. Um, yeah. It enhances cooperation and it lets you know that, like, hey, parenting doesn't have to be um, life-sucking and draining all the time. Like, we can enjoy it and have fun and be playful with our kids and still um, not have chaos all the time. <laughs> yes.
0: yes, I love that so much. So wonderful. Well, we will um, – pop your website in the show notes and in the posts we will tag your social media so for anyone who isn't already following you can find you um I know highly highly recommend that you do I've been following um Kaylee for a while and I just absolutely love her work she's just doing some really doing so much important things for the world and it's changing the world by spreading all of this information I'm putting it out there. So, thank you so much.
1: Oh, thank you, Emily. That means so much to me. That's my goal for sure. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to the Hey Mama podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please share with friends and follow our social media pages to keep up to date with the latest episodes. We hope you're having a beautiful day, mama.